Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. This is our one-year anniversary, a year in Hellworld, and I am joined, as always, by Sarge. Hello from the internet. How is that possible? How is that possible? One year. And the mysterious L. Should old acquaintance be forgot, my beautiful babies? (laughs) I'm glad that I remembered to unmute myself before I said that. That was why there was that little bit of a delay. That was me frantically remembering I needed to unmute my microphone for the the ultimate professionalism that the people of the podcast would expect after one year of doing it. Yes. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we've managed to uh, show up and record uh, reasonably on time once a week for a year. Uh, Way to go, us, with a modicum of at least uh, consistency. I wouldn't call it professionalism, but, hey, we did that. So uh, I was kind of in the back of my head wondering, like, what were we going to do for the one year anniversary? And then the world imploded with madness. So I was like, oh, I was like, well, the the actual gaping maw of hell world opened up for us. So that makes things really easy for us. So we're going to be talking about all this crazy stuff that involves QAnon. So we have to play a content warning to start. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Remember, remember like a literal year ago when we, when we first started doing this and there was like enough QAnon stuff to talk about that we felt compelled to go through the Q drops, but not so much QAnon stuff to talk about where we could do anything but talk about the Q drops. (laughs) Yes. Like it's really funny in the sense that like I've talked to so many people who's told me, but Q stopped posting, so shouldn't QAnon have like vanished or faded away? 
And my answer to that was, did Christianity go away when they murdered Jesus? Like, just because the prophet has vanished doesn't mean that the story goes away. I mean, if anything, the martyrdom of Q only strengthens and emboldens them. I mean, now they have their exiled king in Trump and their uh, vanished uh, prophet Q waiting in the shadows to return one day and save them from the evil deep state. I mean, I just, I just love that. Like when we started this thing, it was just like, Hey, let, let's do a podcast where we decode the <laughs> lunacy of, of Q's uh, drops and discuss like what the fuck they're actually supposed to mean and how wrong he is. And then inside of like a few months, it became clear that like, with QAnon on the rise, we needed to pivot to a to a like a, a fucking topical news show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it got yeah it, it, with the with the loss of Q's uh, Q drops, we were just like, well, we're riffing on those. Well, those are gone, uh, but we just get forever to live in the shadow of the his effect on the world now. And it's yeah. just been over a year of that. Yeah, like, yeah. Ron Watkins lying to people that Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama were going to get arrested one day soon is a is a, is it is brainworm infected a section of society so aggressively that we're stuck dealing with the aftermath of that in perpetuity. I mean, speaking of headline news and having to do with Q, it's important for us to bring up. Uh, I, we can just touch upon it now before we get to the actual news segment, but. Uh, more United States citizens have died from the coronavirus percentage wise than we managed to make it through Q drops. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yes. We got through like 70 out of the 4,000 Q drops or something. Yeah. And, so. and, and yeah. And, and now we have the stat that like one out of 500 people in America have died of COVID. I mean, so it's, you know it's, it dog, you better believe it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> We did it, America. We, Crushing we, it, USA, yeah. USA. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so it's so ridiculous how uh, depressing this has been that we as a nation have taken this uh, virus so unseriously that like this is where we're at. I mean, it's just like it's just wild. It's just wild that we're, and we're still dealing with this and we're probably going to be dealing with like this angry uh, subset of Americans that like are literally now part of a death cult. And that's just the only way to describe them. It's really ridiculous. It's, it's, it's that's, that's what, that's what the people come here for. Grim news wrapped in some sort of dumb, peppy like rapper (laughs) like i'm happy to have been doing the podcast for a year i'm not happy that we have had a year's worth of content yeah oh yeah Yeah, i mean you you should see the toll like listeners you see the physical toll that it's taking on sarge's body all of his Mm -hmm. hair has fallen out ravaged it's just like like, even 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 one of his cats all of their hair has fallen out too (laughs) So yeah, it's just buck wild. Oh, he's, his his uh, skin is pallid. Uh, he hasn't seen the light of the sun in many, many months because he's now just like so uh, introverted and shut in because the world has broken his spirit. He is a uh, he is a wastrel of what he used to be. When he looks at when he looks at his photos from when he was in the military to what he is now, like it's just it's just night and day. It's devastating. It's devastating what's befallen the man. 
But uh, I don't need to harp on Sarge's diminishing physical. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, condition. wow. Uh, yeah, Mike my, my really took my dumb joke football and ran with it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, woo, I've got yeah. a whole time to just talk about how much shit Sarge looks like. <laughs> ba, 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 da, 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 da. No and, stopping this train. And, and, for the, and, and for the record, the Sarge is in the best shape of all of us, and it's not even close. <laughs> not even close. I was like, I'm just going to sit here and be quiet. No, I'm going to see how no, far he goes. No, uh, Sarge would if if the three of us if we if the Jordan the mythical Jordan Sather charity boxing match happened, but it was between the three hosts of of the Hell World podcast, uh, Sarge would win that fight in 20 seconds. If that, if I if I could run from him for 20 seconds, I would survive that long. So I want to make that abundantly clear that everything I'm saying here is is entirely fueled by my bitter jealousy of, uh, of the. Yeah, well, uh, well, I have the most uric acid out of the bunch, so go fuck yourself. Yeah, <laughs> that that that's L's special ability: his uric acid attack. He would like spray Sarge in the eyes of it, and, and like a like a squid. That's his acid. defensive maneuver when threatened. He just vomits acid on his yeah, phone. I just, I just open my big toe and a bunch of uric acid springs forth from my joints, and then I slowly <laughs> hobble away because I'm in tremendous pain. It's not great. We're we're all in really rough shape, but we're in good enough shape to cover the news. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. What a great segue from a bummer to a bummer. Yeah. Uh, all right. At the top, we have California. They managed to get a stupid, stupid recall election in on their their governor. The Republicans did. And I guess Q idiots. And yeah. It all, it pooped all over itself because it's still California and Newsom defended his governor title uh, match 66 to 33. Yeah. Uh, yeah Newsom remains gummy bear of candy cornea. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> in, in, a, in a Sarge versus Mike Rains level fist fight and the dominance that Newsom uh, prevailed in here, uh, this what's so funny about this was um, a, a few months ago, there were a few polls that were like, oh, man, this thing's close. This could be interesting. And that got uh, QAnon all jeeped up because all polls are fake until they tell us what we want to hear. And yeah. then the polls are the gospel truth. And then as the polling started pulling in, uh, pouring in as we got closer to uh, Election Day and the mail-in ballots got cast, it became more and more of an obvious runaway that Newsom was now up like double digits. He's up 15. The, all the polls say that this is a giant waste of everyone's fucking time, that, that there's no way that Newsom's going to lose. And that's when uh, both QAnon and Larry Elder himself, the Republican who was likely to become the governor, were Newsom to lose, um, starting to talk about voter fraud and how this thing was rigged. And uh, Larry Elder even had a um, a post on his website talking about how the election was stolen from him before the election came yeah, out. I saw that. I was like, how can you declare election fraud before the voting's even begun? I, oh, I it's was so, it's I, so easy. So easy. I, to say. <laughs> yeah, it was very easy. I was I will admit to being a little worried because I didn't think it was ever possible for Trump to make it through the primary. And then I definitely didn't think he could win because he was a monster. And, you know, here we are. So I was like, holy shit, are they actually going to, like, get this recall through? Yeah. Uh, no, they they got the recall to happen. And then yeah. they had no juice after that. But and, the, and, the, and the other thing about the, the California recalls that's, like, so ridiculous is that 
it's not a replacement running against the governor and you, you have a binary choice. California has this dumb two-tier uh, system where you vote, do you want to recall the governor? And if you vote yes, then you have this giant laundry list of who you want to replace them with. So like Newsom could have been removed from office like 50.1 to 49.9. And then like some Jamoke could have won 10% of like the secondary runoff election result, beaten everybody else who got like 9% or less and become the governor of California with like no actual popular support. So Mike Rains, for the people that haven't been following us, how did we end up in this place? How did uh, dumb, awful Republicans get the recall a rolling give, give us a little bit of background okay so basically the problem is is that the california recall the california ballot initiative system is incredibly easy to game you need so few uh signatures on on petitions in order to trigger something like this so california will always have incredibly dumb uh, ballot initiatives being put on there on the books all the time this is how uh, prop 8 that illegalized gay marriage in california got uh, on the ballot and then got voted on by the public you it takes so little work to do these things that a lot of people have always have been like you know california's uh willingness to allow these kinds of things is a little too liberal and a little too excessive so uh, you'll see all kinds of dumb ballot initiatives being attempted in California all the time because anyone with a few bucks can like be like, hey, I should try to do something because once you put something in front of the public, you never know what's going to happen. So you're going to hear like uh, I, some libertarian uh, dude bros, a lot of money, venture capitalists. They had a plan to like slice California up into five states and gerrymander those five states really aggressively. So like Republicans got like six senators and Democrats got like four senators. Maybe they tried to like packet all the Democrats in California into like two of the five new California states. And like, and I don't know that that would ever work because California is so goddamn blue. It'd be really hard to do that. But right there's there's all, basically if you have a dream and enough money to just like have a bunch of people collect signatures you can get anything on the california ballot it's so easy ah uh, the american way so basically a bunch of chuckle fucks were like you know what let's recall gavin newsom and we have this uh, trumper qAnon anger and zeal to just like take out revenge on some Democrat in some area. And they had enough of like dumb Gavin Newsom faux pas. Like he, he was at a party where he wasn't wearing a mask or social distancing indoors and all this other stuff where you could conceivably get even a Democrat to be like, you know what? Fuck Gavin Newsom. That guy is an out of touch elite piece of shit. I'll sign your recall petition. But then when that Democrat is faced with a choice of faceless, crazy Republican being my governor or Gavin Newsom, they're going to be like, no, fuck that shit. I'm keeping Newsom. He may not be great, but he's not a fucking lunatic Republican. So basically they were able to con enough people into getting the recall rolling because it's really easy to do those. But then when faced with the choice of actually removing Newsom and replacing him with just whatever wackadoodle Republican uh, the Republicans coalesced around or keeping their Democrat governor, California's like, oh yeah, Democrat governor, please. Thank you, Democrat governor. We'll, we'll, go, we'll stick with them. That's the better choice. So, of course, Q has opinions on this because QAnon's not real, but Q is. So, yeah, what, I, I, I guess it's time to get to the fucking yeah. point of the show. And, like, why, why, the, why the hell are we talking about the California recall to begin with? 
Uh, because it ties into the election fraud that literally mm. QAnon from the jump was saying that like the only way the Democrats can win the California recall in a state that they like bitterly hate as this like absolute cesspool of socialism and communism and atheism and abortion and and they let the gay people own San Francisco and that's against God's will. This state that they hate so much is also secretly incredibly red, and Trump won it in 2020, <laughs> all that other good stuff. So the only way Newsom was able to win was through election fraud. And already uh, the the cranks and quacks who are, who are running their shit in Arizona have uh, crawled out of the woodwork to declare that they're ready at a, at a moment's notice to do a quote-unquote forensic audit. No, yeah. Oh, 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 no, Sarge! A forensic audit, a forensic, oh. a forensic audit of California to get down to the bottom of it. Uh, Bobby Pitten, who is one of the chuckle fucks that has been uh, pushing the Arizona stuff, he uh, posted on Gab to Larry Elder. He's like, "Contact me. I'm more than happy to run the numbers on all the voter rolls and recall votes and show how much fraud occurred yet again." Because it's always fraud. It's always fraud at all times. I mean, it's just... Oh, it's, it's, there's so much fraud happening that it's been uh, easily proven in so many cases so far that yeah. like, the, the, yeah, the world so we live in using... is a world where we have proven how fraudulent our voting is. Yeah. And uh, our boy Cat Turd, who I love because he's the lowest, he's the laziest, most absolutely effortless. He, he actually uh, jumped on the L train before L did about going for the low hanging fruit and has managed to make a quote unquote career as an internet troll for the right wing. Posted a thing. He's like, Good morning, everyone. As long as we continue with mail in votes, Republicans will never win an election. And we know why. Because mail-in votes are inherently fraudulent and illegal. They're corrupt. Yeah, and it's like, uh, and we all know why liberals are just like, hey, he accidentally has a point. And uh, uh, part of the reason why is probably because they just keep closing polling stations where uh, BIPOC people can go to vote. So those people being able to vote by mail and those people tending to skew liberal, uh, maybe he's got a point about Republicans never being (laughs) able to win again. He has a point, but not the one he thought he was making. No, dude, these QAnon idiots are are fucking, like, conservatives in general, just masters of, like, sort of demonstrating the point while also missing the point. Yeah, like so, self aware like, wolves. They're yeah, just it's like, like, yeah, man. It turns out that if you let if you let people vote easier and more people go to the polling stations, uh, liberalism will win out. I mean, because like th- there's a minority of people in this country that want to be stuck in the fucking past. So. Yeah. It, and it turns out a lot of those people are people that were treated super well in the past. So <laughs> may, maybe Republicans would be having a better go of it if they uh, had treated their BIPOC friends and neighbors a little better over the past 60 or 70 years. Yeah. And, and the other thing that's really funny is a lot of times when you hear this talk about mail-in voting being corrupt, the, the good people of QAnon and the right wing will be like, oh, yeah, you got these mail-in voting states like Colorado and Oregon and Washington and California does a lot of vote by mail. And it just shows you how corrupt all this stuff is. And they will always, always omit one state from their list of evil mail-in voting states because that state is Utah and Utah is fucking blood red. Mm. And Utah is exclusively vote by mail. And weirdly enough, in Utah, the mail-in voting does not get rigged so the Republicans lose. 
So maybe the mail-in vote itself isn't the problem. Maybe it's the fact that you are a bunch of shitheads who Americans have rejected pretty much everywhere. So, and so QAnon is using this to further build on the narrative that our elections from here on out are rigged and we need to contest them and everything. They're just using this to sow unfaith in all elections. This is oh, yeah. another stepping yeah, step. Just undermining democracy in general. Just saying, yeah. we're never going to get a fair shake. Our, our boy Torba retweeted some guy named uh, Joe Pritch, who I have no fucking idea who he is, but he's got, you, you've seen the MAGA starting starter kit meme where you're in your car with sunglasses and a ball cap on. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was, I was wearing that uniform the other day coming from the, the football game. Yeah, the, uh, Joe Pritch is literally the MAGA starting uh, starter pack guy. He's got the fucking five o'clock shadow goatee, the sunglasses, all of it. And uh, Torba reposted him, and his thing was Newsom sucks, and, every, and he gets booed everywhere he goes out in public. But he got sixty six percent of the vote. And then he says, "Still think we're voting our way out of this?" Maybe that like, that booing is a tainted sample group. Yeah, uh, like yeah. I, I don't go out to cheer people on. But I would go out to boo someone. Yeah, I mean, that's what's so funny. It's like uh, everywhere Trump went as president, there was always a protest. There was always people holding signs, like yelling, like, resign Trump. We hate you. You don't represent America. And QAnon and their ill people like, still your president, cry more libs. And now that the shoe's on the other foot, uh, QAnon and their ilk are like, oh, look at Biden getting booed. 81 million votes. Does anyone believe this crap? And it's like, yeah, 30 people showed up to hold up Trump one signs and yell at Biden's armored limo while it was rolling by them as Biden is still the president. And you're like on the side of those 30 chuckle fucks waving their signs and yelling at the limo. I mean, great. Congratulations. You've, you've really proven a lot. You're, you're incredible. And also, while, while we're talking about Sleepy Joe, I mean, you would think that at least at this particular moment in time, some of these MAGA idiots would actually be uh, more a fan of Sleepy Joe than they have been because he did like the he did like a, like an alpha move. He he performed an alpha maneuver that's sort of out of the pocket for liberals in general, where he was just like, "Hey, it's mass mandate time," and people were like, "We're going to be unhappy about that." Sue you, and Joe Biden was like, "Fucking come after me, then come at me, bro." Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah. the, the mandate the mandate's on. Suck it, nerds. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the vaccine mandates. Yeah, when he was like, "Yeah, we're doing these vaccine mandates," and like the and the reporters like, "But they're going to challenge it in court." And I was like, "Yeah, go for it, challenge it in court. See how that works out for you." And that was just that was just awesome. That he was just like, "I'm sick of your shit. I'm just tired of you." And go challenge it in court. You'll lose. Uh, Amy Cohen Barrett literally rolled her eyes when students at Indiana University were trying to get a religious exemption against the mandates there. She was like, "Man, whatever," and it, and like literally, when the person they railroaded on the Supreme Court for their evil conservative agenda won't back your dumb play, your play probably isn't going to get backed by anybody. Uh, I saw, yeah, I, I saw a um, thing where they were like, "Oh man, New York court like uh, strikes down mandate." And then I read it, and it was like, "It's a temporary injunction," and the state of New York has until the twenty second to like formally. Uh, go before the court and explain why they're doing the mandate and they're going to yell at the court and then the court's going to cave because like again these the, like vaccine mandates have been constitutional for over a hundred years now this is settled law it's, it's ridiculous yeah and the military has said that uh your vaccine that their vaccine mandate for the military the deadline is december 15th you have to if you're in the military active duty 
you have to be vaccinated by December 15th or uh, you're out of here. And there's so many commanders. I guarantee you that it's like, oh, my God, we just get to clean up the books of these fucking shitbirds that made it through basic. And like, yeah. <laughs> No, because yeah, you got to imagine that the, the, the people that refuse to take a, a life saving vaccine for the benefit of the greater good are not the same people you want to be investing hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars to train and give clearance to. So that way you can arm them with a weapon and have them, in theory, defend your interests. Like, How many Q idiots are going to clean themselves out of the military because they won't get vaccinated? I, I the thing that's really funny about this is that like uh, Del- when Delta gave their statement that uh, we're going to charge unvaccinated employees two hundred dollars a month more for their insurance because that's uh, like two hundred a month is basically the year long cost of treating someone in a hospital for COVID. It's like thirty six hundred dollars or however the math works twenty four hundred dollars. But uh, what happened is like everyone was like, "Oh no! Like, like we're going to leave Delta," and it turned out actually like four thousand more Delta employees got vaccinated, and no one, no, there's no discernible note of any massive walkoffs in the company. Because- yeah, again, it's just another another avenue for conservative hypocrisy because that sounds like the free market at work, right? Like right. Delta's literally just like, "Hey, your job is not even on the line." We will continue to give you a job and provide you with the company health insurance. You are just paying a higher premium because you have a pre-existing condition of stupidity. So you 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 have a two hundred dollars stupidity tax, but you still get to keep your job and your insurance. And then like conservatives are just all up in arms about it. A fucking like all oh, these companies, whatever, man. Like sucks for them. Like what are they doing? They're the worst. And it's like, bro, like. Check, check your fucking charter for the team you're playing for, man. You're supposed to be about this kind of life. Yeah. Like, if, yeah. Your, if your state tells you that you need to mask up and have a vaccine in your arm, then, like, conservatives are supposed to be about that shit. It's like, oh, shit, the, the states want us to do it? And, like, you know, so that in, in that regard, conservatives in Florida that are backing DeSantis's murder our children with the virus play are, like, some of the only re- real people in the party. Ten I mean, they suck. Yeah, we're wholeheartedly going whole hog 10th Amendment here and everyone can drop dead otherwise. And they're going to literally drop dead because we're just embracing quackery and pseudoscience and all this other kind of stupidity uh, surrounding uh, COVID and the nightmare that it uh, is inflicted on us. And I think with the numbers being what they are, one in 500 Americans, that means that like Pretty much every American is like three or less degrees of separation away from somebody who has died of COVID. Yeah, I imagine everyone probably <laughs> knows someone that's died of it by this point. Yeah, I, I don't think I do personally, but I'm sure that if I like reached out to a friend and asked them if they had any friends that knew someone that died of COVID, yeah, they would have to me, say yes. Me, like my my scout leader uh, died of COVID. Oh, really? See, I, I did yeah. not know that. But now that I do to see, I'm, a, I'm literally like what? So, so that means me one degree of separation away from somebody who knows someone personally that has died of the virus. Yep. So, yeah, and multiple uh, multiple of our personal friends have had it. And we even uh, had a friend that was uh, a breakthrough case. 
Like that, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, we uh, yeah. Like I've had um, many coworkers over this period of time uh, who've had it, and um, even and some of them are friends of mine, personal friends of mine who've had COVID. So I mean, I it is. I thankfully, I, I me like L. I don't know anyone personally that was a friend of mine. But when you are in uh, the gaming community, as it were, where you're just dealing with all these customers and you have so many locals. It, like we've we've had locals that have like have passed from COVID. Like I know those people vaguely, but I know that that happened. So I mean, it's just it's just inescapable at this point that this is what's been happening to uh, the world, and um, you're just dealing with uh, a segment of our society that is now uh, so uh, wedded to their narrative that they're just not going to uh, give up on it, even when it kills them. Which is, uh, I guess we'll just do the run a Reaper roundup big ticket of the week, as it were, which was the uh, QAnon. There was this lady named uh, Victoria um, or Veronica uh, Walski, and she was the bridge lady in Chicago. There was this bridge in Chicago, and she'd post like QAnon signs and blah, blah, blah. And like people would visit her and be like, hey, bridge lady, we love you. We love Q. I mean, certainly she wouldn't be posting uh, big, uh, big old banners to say stuff like Axe the Vax, right? <laughs> I'm positive. She, I'm positive. She yeah, I saw these like pictures. This. Oh, yeah. I, 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 that, that, like, you know, as most of the things I say, it was dripping with sarcasm. I've seen oh, yeah. pictures in front of her posing with her own banner that says "Axe the Vax." Exactly. Oh yeah. I mean, so this let's is, see what happened. So, so why is she in the news? Certainly, certainly, she's just doing fine. Yeah. Uh, so she uh, caught coronavirus, had a long, lengthy hospitalization, and died. Which uh, is all acquainted. Yeah, and and the thing about this one is that uh, Lynn Wood decided that her uh, she her level of celebrity because she'd had a viral video where she like wore a Lone Ranger mask and went into a store and then like basically harassed and uh, harassed the uh, staff and was just being a total shithead to them. And she had done all these things. So when it was known that she was like in real bad shape, Lynn Wood decided to call up the hospital and tell them that they need to get this lady some ivermectin and they need to get her some ivermectin right now or they will uh, have blood on their hands for killing this poor old lady. Well, th- th- thankfully for everybody, uh, he couldn't threaten them with a lawsuit that he was in charge of because isn't he no longer allowed to practice law? I, the, the process of debarring him is still ongoing. He has yet to be disbarred, but God, they need to speed that shit up. As, as but it, it is running. It's running, oh, but it needs to happen yesterday. I, I like, you know, it, it's, uh, I long for the day where, uh, Lynn Wood is like the Beastie Boys in which he has no bar. Boom! It's got no bars! One year special! Fuck you, the Beastie Boys! <laughs> The, the the deep cuts, the aggressive deep R- cuts. R.I.P. The Beastie Boys. Uh, so so Lynn Wood uh, calls this hospital up and threatens them that they're going to be on the hook for murdering this lady if they don't get her the horse paste ASAP. And this leads to Lynn Wood's followers uh, having their own little chat room uh, on Telegram where they start coming up with ideas 
and Linwood's followers start going to the hospital and harassing the staff and bothering people and calling the hospital and flooding the phone lines. And people are talking about maybe pulling the fire alarm and doing all kinds of other stuff in a desperate attempt to do some sort of like commando raid to like rush the hospital and get this lady out when she's on a ventilator. She's in the worst shape possible. If you try to move her, you're going to kill her yourselves, you colossal dum-dums. And all of this uh, is a bunch of sound and fury that ends up amounting to nothing. And then that night she died. And then, uh, again, these channels that Linwood's followers are in, there are people in the channels talking about how they need to start uh, attacking these hospital employees. They need to actually assault and or kill them for murdering this lady. And Hopefully the FBI agent in that Telegram channel was just like, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, oh, oh, God. Uh, uh, un- uncaps his pen, licks it to make sure the ink's running right, and starts jotting down copious notes. Yeah, All he's, just like, he's just like, uh, hey, patriots, I'm going to need your full uh, legal birth name and social security number for, <laughs> uh, for protection. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you see, I mean, again, these channels have to be being monitored by people because if they're not, uh, fuck you, FBI. But they really just have lost their minds over this. And this gets into the whole fact that they have to reframe these narratives to make it fit their ridiculous world. Well, when COVID first came out, it was bullshit. It's not real. It's milder than the flu. Uh, no one dies from it, blah, blah, blah. Now it's actually a real bioweapon that the deep state has unleashed on us to kill everybody, but I can cure it with hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin or uh, the new like iodine thing that they're drinking, uh, bitein. I cannot remember the the uh, the uh, like the product name of the new iodine mouth gargle that QAnon is drinking in an effort to cure themselves of COVID, but. They they always have to come up with a new quack cure that is the secret way to actually fix this thing, because not, even when they've admitted that COVID is real and is killing everybody, it's still uh, we have the answer that the mainstream media won't tell you about. And the vaccine is also murderous. So you're going to die of real murderous COVID or the real murderous vaccine unless you eat the horse paste or drink the iodine mouthwash. They, I love the I love the idea that that in order to buy into any of this shit, you have to believe the government is powerful enough to develop and then unleash a secret biological weapon on the entire world simultaneously, uh, for purposes of question marks. I don't know, killing their own voter base or whatever. Um, but then, in addition, their super virus weapon can be easily defeated by over the counter horse medication. Yeah. Just massive depopulation campaigns, and it, it's always it's the same old gag of. QAnon to what end? Like, <laughs> I mean, the, the longer it goes on, the the slightly more plausible it does seem like it may have been some. some well, I mean, uh, again, he said with heavy sarcasm. Uh, not that that's going to stop us from getting YouTube struck down or whatever, but just based on the the way the numbers are going to end up shaking out, like if your contention is that the virus was meant to eliminate good red blooded patriots that are voting Republican, then guess what? You've self fulfilled your prophecy. That yeah. is the way it's going to go down. Yeah, uh, betadine, I believe, is how you say this thing, and that's it, it, this is the new quack cure. So if you're on Wall Street bets, Wait, or ba- betadine, I, yeah, betadine, just, iodine that you 
that's their new thing. Yep, that's Betadine. Their, yep, that's their new thing is Betadine. All right, yeah. all right. Uh, what what liberal member of anonymous tricked all of these uh, conservatives into taking the beta meds? Like, <laughs> who, who's a, who's out th- who's out there tricking conservatives into, into willfully taking beta pills? Like I get it, it's funny, but make yourself known so I can shake your hand. <laughs> like yeah, get, get time to get baited up. Says yeah. uh, conservatives so- that just a year ago were using that as a derogatory term for libs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, if you want to know more about Ivermectin, Behind the Bastards did a great couple episodes on how that breaks it all down I on how that don't. all got started. I, I mean, maybe the listeners do, but I don't like it. I mean, it, it, is it any more or less ridiculous than when Donald Trump was suggesting bleach and or literal the sun as cures no, for it? I it's, mean, it's much more sad. It was real big in South America in countries where. They didn't have good vaccine access. And so these poor uh, Latin communities were just like, fuck it. I need to. We're just trying to do something just to survive. And so they were taking ivermectin and rich people in America who had very easy access to the vaccine, uh, especially now, just glommed onto it. They're like, I don't need to take it. Look, they're taking ivermectin. And yeah, it, it's all. Yeah, you, you gotta love, you gotta love it when you're taking your your medical uh, treatment cues from the most impoverished people in like South America. Yeah, it, it's, it's just, just like it works for poor people in South America. Why wouldn't it work for us? And it's just like, well, it doesn't. And if they if they had access to real medicine, they'd probably be taking it. Yeah, no, they're just desperate for the vaccine, and they didn't have access to it, so they were trying to do anything. To help themselves and not die from COVID. Yeah. And this is the thing that always blows my mind about this is the idea that the cabal has this global reach where they can get into every nook and cranny of the world and force us to take the deadly murder vaccine. There's like no nation on earth that could have just taken ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine and cured COVID, just flushed it out of their nation's system, no problem, no must, no fuss, and then broadcast that to the world and proven the effectiveness of it. Like, this is a thing that would have happened if you actually had a cure that actually worked. Like like Chile or some random nation in South America or somewhere would have been like, hey, we're all just on a prophylactic I- ivermectin uh, uh, diet, and guess what? It works. It works perfectly. Our nation has no COVID. Everything's great. The, that would have happened if these miracle cures actually could have worked. But instead, all of these people uh, who are promoting these grifts and these right-wing scams are like, well, it's working in this country over here. And then you go to look at their statistics and a terrible COVID's ravaging their nation. They have like tons of deaths, tons of problems. Like their uh, crank cures aren't doing anything. It's like uh, how everyone just kept holding up Sweden as a model of efficiency because they didn't do lockdowns when COVID hit. And everybody in the Swedish government was like, yeah, we fucked up. That was a terrible idea. We killed way too many people with our incompetence. We are so sorry we did that. And to this day, QAnon promoters are like, yeah, the Sweden model. Perfect. Great. Like, look at how, look at how excellent Sweden made it through COVID with no lockdowns at all. And Sweden's like, fuck you. No, we didn't. We sucked. We were really bad and we acknowledge our failure. I mean, to be fair, I have in the past been a fan of Swedish models. Rimshot. Waka waka. (laughs) 
hey, don't steal my bit, Sarge. But yeah, well, you were fucking. Not you were bit. It's fucking and also, fair. And also, you were wildly slow on the draw. If he didn't get in there, if I didn't get in there by saying rimshot, or Sarge didn't get in there by saying waka waka, it was just going to be like what a second of dead air after my incredible joke. <laughs> while, while, I'm, while, I'm, while I'm assuming you two are too busy silently laughing to yourselves. Yes. Oh, God. oh man. Do we want to move on to our next big item that I already don't... Miley saves the world. I assume this is about Miley Cyrus, right? Yeah, uh, it is. We're partying it, in is the it, USA. Is it Miley or Millie? I, I wrote Miley because that was, that was how Mike pronounced it in our uh, meeting. But then, then I saw a headline and it was with two L's. So is it Millie yeah, or Miley? I think it's, I, 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 I've never said the guy's name right. I'll go with Millie for the sake of argument because that's probably correct. I mean, he's, he's either Miley Cyrus or Millie Vanilli. So it's a no-win scenario for this guy. Oh, he can't win. And he should be Millie Vanilli. So I'm going to go with that. But uh, he, uh, this, our general, our esteemed, uh, apparently actual unelected leader of America, mm-hmm. uh, decided uh, around January 6th when Trump uh, staged his little cootie coup, as it were, that uh, it was time for him to uh, usurp the civilian chain of command and uh, make sure that nobody that, that Trump was not allowed to launch any nuclear weapons without his permission because Donald Trump was a crazy person who uh, couldn't be trusted in his last couple weeks in the presidency with uh, not starting a nuclear war or any other kind of war uh, with some random nation in order to try to uh, maintain power through madness. And um, while I understand why yeah. <laughs> he, why he was doing what he was doing, what I really don't understand is why the fuck wasn't this guy in front of the second impeachment hearing being like, okay, everybody, I want to know that like maybe this isn't like the January 6th protest was a bad thing and all that kind of stuff, but you need to know this guy was fucking nuts. This guy was out of his goddamn mind. And uh, yeah, you should probably actually convict him, even though he isn't the president anymore. So he can't run for another term. Because if he ever got back in, we probably were all going to die. But for some reason, uh, Milley didn't do that. He didn't go to CNN or anybody after he decided that it was his prerogative to decide when America gets to nuke somebody and where. And uh, only brought this up when Bob Woodward was like, hey, Millie, you got some stories about the final days of the Trump presidency? Any juicy tidbits for me? And Millie was like, oh, yeah, I got a couple. Like this time when Trump lost his mind and was swearing at all of us and being mad. And when uh, he wanted to invoke the Insurgency Act and the general told him not to, Trump was like, you're usurping my authority. You're all fucking like weird and stupid and I hate all of you. You all suck. And the president was just a dumb, giant, screaming baby that, um, like, like this wasn't something that he felt the need to uh, talk about immediately at, at the moment that it happened. Instead, he had to save it for a juicy book reveal, which is, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that's kind of news the American people need to know about, not, uh, hey, let's sell a few books with this story I got. Sound, sounds good. Hey, Bob, sounds like a good plan. Hey, buddy. Hey, I'm like, it's like what is wrong with you? Like, why did you sit on that during this whole time? Uh, because it's terrifying. I mean, it, it's happened time and again that like the, the, you find out later that the president or things were, got a lot scarier than they were. I mean, Russia almost launched a nuke at us uh, and we almost launched a nuke at them, except one guy couldn't find the key. And then things settled down, but uh, I mean, yeah. he he wasn't in front of that fucking that that uh, hearing or whatever because for the same reason that people whistleblow 
anonymously because most people like only want to do the right thing if it means no repercussions for them. <laughs> so like that, like did this guy do the right thing by trying to like go out, outside of the regular chain of command to prevent Trump from doing more damage than was necessary? I mean, maybe, maybe not. It depends on how unhinged Trump was. I'm glad that somebody was at least in that headspace, but does he seem like the sort of person who wants to be known as the, the hero who defied Trump? Absolutely not. He he's, he still wants his career. He wants book deals and stuff, and he he can't he can't sink any of that by by going against the God Emperor Trump himself. Oh, absolutely. I yeah, just uh, feel it just it just feels so weird the way the story came out and the fact that this guy was sort of like I'm going to cover my ass way after the fact. But uh, hey, this is a thing, and it's going to be really interesting to see if like does Biden call on him to resign because he did kind of break chain of command, which is like supposed to be what the, what the military is all about in every way, shape and form. And that civilian mm. control of the military is supposed to be paramount. Cause there was like the time um, when Nixon was president, there was that time when like Henry Kissinger was like, Nixon's drunk half the time. If he orders anyone to launch a nuclear missile, call me first and let me uh, talk about it. But at least like Kissinger was a part of the actual like cabinet and stuff like that. He was part of the civilian government, whereas this guy was actually a military leader who was like, hey, uh, now I'm kind of running the nukes. We had that incident happen when Reagan got shot, where General Haig was like, I'm running America right now. And it's like, you're actually not. George Pappy Bush runs America right now if Reagan's in the hospital, technically, because he's kind of the vice president. But uh, whatever you say, Mr. General, was Reagan getting shot a military coup? What's going on here? I mean, you people are weird. It, it, I, I feel like if if, uh, if popular media has taught me anything, it's that every general in, in our army is secretly just, you know, like at night they go home and they get hard so they could fuck their wives by thinking about the time where they just get to seize power of the United States government. It's terrifying, but also the other side was equally terrifying. I don't know. There's no winners in this story. Oh no. Uh, yeah, we, we, as America, we, we were in a real dangerous place for four years when president man baby had his finger on the button. I mean, that was, that was a no guardrails roller coaster ride that we are lucky to have gotten through. I mean, what are you, are you telling me that, uh, that you're not afraid that Joe Biden might just like lose his mind one night and randomly decide he wants to launch a nuke at South Korea. So weird. It's really weird that Sleepy Joe, that like pejorative Sleepy, is actually something that's kind of nice for me. I like the idea of having a president who's like even keeled and and slow to anger, as it were. Yeah, <laughs> a little more reasonable, just a yeah. touch. Yeah, and, and even if even if you're gonna even if you're gonna give me the whole thing where it's like, oh yeah, tr- like Biden's this dementia ridden idiot, and he doesn't know what's going on, and he's being led by his puppet masters. It's like. Well, at least his puppet masters are like people that I kind of think like know what's going on and understand how the world works and are trying to steer us in the right direction. Whereas like, yeah, that, it tr- seems really weird to have puppet masters that I would probably just vote to elect into office clean. Like, right. It's like not puppet masters who are not like Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump uh, puppet masters or, 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 or like the Koch brothers or whatever. Yeah. Or Mike Lindell, who was literally having yeah. meetings with Trump about getting him back into office at some point. I mean, the fact that uh, Biden's inner circle is people I actually know and can be like, yeah, that person probably has a good head on their shoulders. Maybe they can be president in a little while, some seasoning or whatever versus 
his son-in-law is a crook and his daughter is a crook and they're basically telling their dad what to do half the time in America. And Stephen Miller, who is a literal Nazi, also has the president's ear. These are bad things. And these are bad people that are now walking in the halls of power in America. And they have a colossal moron as their figurehead. And if you, and, and they said this about uh, W. Bush also, is that like literally all his staff would do is lobby to be the last person that would talk to him in a meeting because he would just go with whatever the last person said because he was just so dumb and so absolutely incapable of figuring out anything. If you were the last person to pitch an idea to him, you'd be like, yeah, we'll do that. That sounds good. And that's the way Donnie Two Scoops worked also. I mean, I was elected to lead, not to read. Exactly. It's just this ridiculous nonsense. Hey, man, you you, you can't fool a fooler. (laughs) Darn right, you can't. And so we had all of this stuff going on with Millie uh, deciding that like nuclear weapons are going to go through him and not Trump. And then uh, we also found out that uh, Mike Pence was being put on the spot come January 6th to uh, try to enable this coup, as it were. And that Trump was leaning on him to like pull shit when the certification of electoral vote was coming down. And Mike Pence, uh, being a weak, spineless man, decided to try to figure out if he could go along with this coup or not. So he reached out to the one man who knew what it was like to be Mike Pence in that situation. Another vice president who was also from the great state of Indiana, Dan Quayle. And uh, Dan Quayle told Mike Pence, "You, you actually can't do fucking anything. You just open the envelopes, read them to the tabulators and the tabulators write down the numbers. And then, the, and then <laughs> your and role the, is largely ceremonial. Your, your role is, yeah, your, your role is ceremonial. You just do what the constitution tells you to do, which is to open fucking envelopes. And then at the end, the tabulators are going to hand you a piece of paper that says Biden, many you and Trump less. And then you have to declare Joe Biden, the, the president elect and Kamala Harris, the vice president elect and bang a gavel. That is all you get to do. And uh, Mike Pence then begrudgingly accepted Dan Quayle's benevolent advice on how to save America from violent revolution. And that is how our nation stands because of Dan Quayle uh, coaxing Mike Pence along in the, in the, in his time of need in his moment of sorrow, as it were. I, I guess I'm glad that Mike Pence reached out to someone and it was Dan Quayle and Dan Quayle was like, yeah, what are you talking about? Just you're, you're Vanna white here. Just read the envelope and you don't go to jail. You don't foment, uh, overthrow of the government. Just, just open the envelopes and read them. And then we all get to go home and go to Sizzler. Like something, something joke about quail, man. Yeah. Now that- <laughs> I, I enjoy that the guy who literally uh, is only remembered for misspelling potato and being the worst possible score you can get in early versions of civilization was now the man called upon in our republic's darkest hour to offer sage advice to the guy that was going to be presiding over the electoral uh, college vote. To he, be has like, a, he has to go up on the uh, Republican Mount Rushmore with Mike Lindell. And uh, apparently some some elderly woman who was hanging signs on a bridge that is now dead. Their heroes are all just so whack. 
Enron Watkins, although Ron's uh, head on Mount Rushmore would probably not look great because that Wagyu cowboy hat would probably chip and damage after. Yeah, a few I was about to say, like, like the the brim of a robust cowboy hat seems hard to make, just like engineering wise on a on the on a stone mountain face. Right, exactly. He he would he would he would lobby for it, he'd demand it, and then after like a couple months when it was all broken up, he'd be like, "Yeah, that was probably a bad idea. I shouldn't have gone that way. I should have had one of my rockin' hairdos." Be, uh, be immortalized in granite on on ye old Rushmore up there, as it were. He would have them do Ray from Evangelion. Like I do not wish to have myself immortalized, but instead, my <laughs> anime waifu. <laughs> that would have been uh, that would be truly the most uh, blasphemous of desecrations of Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I, I, know, I know that I'm, I know that I'm supposed to yes and, but man. Uh, Sarge could not have, could not have biffed that one harder because there is no way the conservatives will erect a monument to any woman, fictional or not. <laughs> they, they literally have a, they have set up a snitching hotline for women trying to get abortions in Texas. I don't think they're willing to immortalize any woman on a statue. Oh, they, 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 if you, if you're a woman, this can be immortalized on a statue. Conservatives have their same uh, reference plate that they have for uh, Martin Luther King Jr. being a Republican, as it were. You have to be dead for a really long time, so you're harmless. Like they would probably agree to a statue of Margaret Thatcher because she was a horrible British conservative, but also because she's been dead for a really long time, and therefore she can't like actually hurt them, and they can pretend that she stood with them on every issue they ever believed in. Always. <laughs> uh, bringing up that Stitchin hotline reminded me, uh, as a special treat for our one-year anniversary show, of all people, L has a headline that I forgot to add at the production meeting, and we just get to talk about it now. Uh, I, I could I could set it up in the uh, in the in the, the the Tonight Show or the Late Show fashion of uh, Did you hear? Did you hear this? Did you see about this? Uh, uh, apparently, Anonymous hacked the uh, the group. Um, that hosts a bunch of conservative uh, websites and such. I did see this. And, and, literally and like just it, reading about it. Yeah, yeah they they posted it. Was it was it like uh, on some 4chan like news? Po- they, they posted it on some like 4chan affiliate site or whatever. They were just like, "Hey, anonymous has triumphantly stolen all the data from." Uh, I think it's Epic with a K. Is that the name of the uh, mm-hmm. of the, of the place? Yeah, I I wasn't sure I was going to be talking about this, so I didn't actually call anything up. But uh, have you heard anything about this, Mike Raids? I literally saw that headline like uh, a couple, like about an hour before we started rec- recording, and I was just like, I, I didn't, I didn't know what Epic was, and now I'm looking at a headline, and it's like the right wing's favorite host, and that makes it really obvious why Anonymous would have done this because targeting right wing scammers and general shitheads is something is something Anonymous should do and loves to do because they know who their audience is. And it makes their audience happy when they hear about right wingers getting knocked down a peg or two. Uh, yeah. So the uh, I, I'm doing so, some uh, headlines here, uh, uh, or just like you know the the overview, the Cliff Notes version. Um, Epic has at least in the past been uh, the host for Parlor and Gab, as well as Trump fan site The Donald. Uh, mm. It was uh, hosting the tip collecting platform for that abortion mandate in Texas uh, oh. before uh, they decided that that was a bridge too far and stopped hosting that of their own volition. 
the data set is apparently massive and goes back at least a decade. It is so large and uh, currently so unconfirmed to be of any substance that uh, news outlets are that have it in their possession are currently combing through it to uh, see what the whether or not it's all noise or if there's any uh, or if there's any like real juicy stuff in any there. Any meat on that bone? I mean, there's a very, lot of bones there. Yeah, but I mean, at, at the very at the very least, anonymous has decided to throw their hat in the ring and just be like, "Hey, uh, douchebags! Like, re- remember remember the group that Fox News at one point called Hackers on Steroids or whatever? <laughs> uh, well, well, n- now uh, we we we've taken some more hacker growth hormone, and we're we're coming for your conservative web hosting platforms. <laughs> they got that high that had that hacker ivermectin that just like gave them the power of a horse to like really break down those those firewalls, and now uh, they've decided to uh, take it to these people and. That is one of the things that's like really uh, like scary about these right wing grift sites like Gab and Parlor and the very short lived Frank and all this other stuff is that these people run these incredibly shoestring operations where you, if you are a consumer of these groups, you have to be very concerned about your information because there's yeah. no way you can trust that Gab is actually using sophisticated state-of-the-art encryption and uh, like anti-hacking technology and all this other stuff to prevent people from getting your info because all fucking Torba ever talks about on Gab these days is Gab ads. And now like, because I'm on Gab to monitor these QAnon shitheads, I have to see these dumb ads from these horrible companies that are selling, that are selling absolute crap. Like there's there's this anti-woke soap making company. There's a company that's like selling body armor. It's like, who the fuck needs to buy body armor? I mean, like you're a, those people are preppers and they already got their body uh, to, to, armor. Tour, apparently tourists going to Washington, D.C. for like photo shoots at the Capitol or whatever. Acor- right. acor- according to the people that, that were there on January 6th that fucked around, found out, and quickly regretted it. Yeah. Just, oh, we were just sightseeing. Our Kevlar body vest, is just, we, we just really like the rapper 50 Cent. It's a fashion statement. <laughs> yeah. And, Nailed it. Yeah, and the, the thing here is that if Torba wants to make Gab ads actually work, where the person buying the ad actually has the ad go out into the onto the Gab uh, Nazisphere, as it were, and gets the people to buy the sphere, <laughs> and, and actually gets them to buy products. Uh, I, some people have said this to me in, in in my comments that like if you are an ad, if you're trying to like advertise your product like ads on social media platforms like this, if the social media platform isn't data mining the shit out of their customers and getting every kind of little bit of information from them, ads are ads on these things are the worst possible way to spend your money because you're just throwing shit at a wall. It's darted a dartboard shit. You're praying. You're praying that this audience wants the product you're trying to sell. And Yes, maybe being on Gab like pre uh, pre uh, makes it so that you're more likely to want to buy certain things, but it doesn't mean that you're very likely to buy them. So unless Torba actually starts data mining all of his customers, there's no way his advertisers are going to get actual return on investment from like posting ads on his site. So 
that opens up the whole thing where Torba's like, oh God, I got I gotta show these advertisers that like when they market on my site, they, they're gonna get customers that want their products. So now I gotta data mine my customers and, and I don't make any fucking money from the site. So how am I gonna protect my customers' fucking information? The answer is he isn't. So he's gonna data mine the shit out of you to try to sell your shit to these advertisers, and hackers or those advertisers are just gonna steal all your data. Like, you are literally ass out in the wind if you're on Gab at this point. If you think Facebook and all these other people are, quote unquote, taking away your privacy, wait till you see someone who's desperate to make the money that Facebook and Twitter and all these other places want to. Yeah. Like, Andrew Torba wants to be a billionaire in the worst possible way. And if he can sell your ass out to get himself any closer to that front, he will do so immediately. So uh, don't think for a moment that you're not going to be, like, just absolutely crushed under the foot of uh, capitalism when push comes to shove in this spot. So uh, good luck. Don't worry, guys. I'll make a promise on the show right now. If I ever get to sell water both of you down the river for a billion dollars, that will happen. Oh, I, I would and I would uh, I would give you a tip of the hat. Oh man, I mean, I'm I'm surprised I'm surprised you wouldn't do it for fifty bucks. I'm I'm not worth anything. Fuck me. So, I mean that. I mean, is- I, like I I don't really want to be a billionaire so much as I totally would be a billionaire given the opportunity. So, like r- really in my heart of hearts, what I want to be is like a fifty millionaire. I just want enough money to comfortably not have to work anymore and have like a reasonable house I own. Nice. Yeah. Right. Yeah, just, I just, just want an electric car. <laughs> hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile. slash switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yeah, I just I just want to wake up and just be on Twitter all day and then just go to bed and just like feel good that I just like yelled at trolls and I don't have to worry about anything beyond that. So yeah, whatever. Could no, so, actually- so, so Mike Rage just wants to be an influencer. He doesn't even want to get rich. He just he just wants to be an influencer whose whole job is wake up, get on social media, do that for 12 hours, go to sleep. He wants to do what he's doing now, but get paid for it. And uh, and just play a lot of Hades, and that's pretty much all I want to do. I just I just I just want to I just want to be like mildly entertained and not have to do a day job. But I don't I don't I don't yearn for more than that. I don't have this incredible zest. I don't have this incredible zest to like just like I've no ambition. <laughs> I, I don't. Oh God, the the the, the ambitionless slug that is my grains. Oh, you have no idea. Oh, they've stamped out all the ambition from me. I am so oh, man. lucky. If I, if I ever achieved my fifty millionaire status or whatever, I just didn't have to worry about uh, my my actual source of income. I could o- open the gaming shop I've always wanted to open and not have to worry about nice. it failing. That would be awesome. Yes, That'd be so good. Like, oh, well, in, in, in a in a post, like after after the coronavirus has killed twenty percent of all conservatives, so the world is perfect. Um, 
and then the virus has gone away and I could have people physically show up for FNM. And then I could be the one with the hand on the wheel and I could kick out the douchebags that are there to prey on 16 year old girls. I could be like, get the fuck out of here. You scumbags. I don't, I don't need your business. Literally don't need it. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> I don't need, I don't need any of your business. That new set that just came out. I opened every box. I have no packs. Go to hell. I don't care. This is, this, <laughs> this, 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 this is my sandbox. And if I want to play it alone, I will. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my dream is to have a local game store that is uh like not sketchy enough that we could actually have like a friendly uh player base that has like closer to the 50 50 spread you would expect um yeah. you know from people in the world considering that's how the the, the math breaks down in terms of like uh aside at birth uh genders <laughs> <laughs> You, you're, you're saying you don't want to be the, uh, the the game store where that guy went around uh, kneeling in front of butt cracks all day. That's that's not that, the dream. that was at a big I, tournament. He I got know it was. banned that, for that, a that, year. That was at a huge tournament. And to be fair, at the time that happened, I was of the opinion that he was doing the Lord's work because, uh, like, it's. I mean, I'm way bigger than most of the people of those photos. And when I sit down, if I lean forward, you still can't see my ass crack. So I have to imagine that for slimmer people, that should be a pretty easy bar to clear. But you would also assume a, a pretty easy bar to clear would be a bar of soap. And if you've ever been to a magic tournament, you know that <laughs> that bar also not clear. So. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 uh, the PSA that I see for so many different events and conventions that reads PSA, wash your ass. Uh, really could be used in the situations. Dog, I don't think it was. There was any coincidence that at least the few, the first few packs were sponsored by Axe Body Spray. Oh God, they they had they had literal people there giving out like Axe Body Spray and Axe deodorant to anyone that wanted it for free. They were just like, "Yo, sponsored by Axe, please don't smell bad." And uh, I bet if you participated in their Super Smash Brothers tournament, you were very disappointed to find out that that marketing was not working. <laughs> oh god no uh the super got- smash brothers tournament but before the super smash brothers community became uh infamous for being a uh a breeding ground of the people q and i would hate the most which is to say uh gay pederasts uh <laughs> it, it, it was notorious for being the stinkiest community in the scene it was just like oh man it's like oh boy you thought those D players were bad whoo you go to a Smash Brothers tournament. <laughs> that is where the funk is absolutely on a roll. Oh, dear God. Oh, man. Uh, so Anyway, uh, speaking of being on a roll, do you want to roll on into our uh, mailbag segment for the week? That sounds like a plan to me. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. So uh, the ghost of Dipset is going to go right to it and, as, and says, I need to know once and for all, who is L? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. So, uh, L, L is just this guy, you know. <laughs> L is Zaphod Beeblebrox. That's uh, that's it. That's basically. I mean, honestly, if you want to learn a little bit more about the, the the real identity of L and like what I'm about, you can just go ahead and listen to our side podcast, Binge Wordy, where I uh, I have like a slightly different moniker and I talk about slightly different stuff, and a little bit of my my real personality can shine through because I'm not just on the hook for constantly dunking. On uh, conservative lunatics, so um, I'm not about to air out all my laundry here. I'm a big fat guy. I'm balding. I'm white. I'm straight. Cisgender male. You know, I'm, I am really liberal, even though like I don't typically engage with politics all that much. I tend to believe in most liberal policies. 
you know, I, I, I do sometimes I, I don't agree with uh, with entirely how uh, socially conscious and woke, like quote unquote, uh, the the world has been. Sometimes I'll I'll turn up my nose a little bit at stuff and crinkle up my face like I'm doing a like a bewitched spell. But I'll keep that <laughs> shit to myself, and then eventually I just adapt to the situation and come to it. Like you know, it's just the way it is. You yeah. adapt or you die, and that is what L is about. Yeah. Evolution. Said, yeah. He's always said this. Yes. <laughs> you adapt or you die. And I've always believed that about the man. He yeah. is, uh, yes. Well, so, I, mean, uh, I grew up, uh, I grew up like a lot of people did, like, you know, I grew up uh, in the Northeast. It was wildly appropriate to refer to the stuff that you hated by either the F word that is derogatory towards homosexuals or the R word that is uh, re- like, you know, derogatory towards people that are neurodivergent. And like, you know, uh, I was sort of a bully in high school for a little while before I reformed and got my shit together. Like I was not always sort of like affable, fun, good to hang out with dude so much as I was like sort of affable, sort of fun guy that you didn't want to fuck with uh, because he would just make your life hell by spreading a bunch of like vicious fucking rumors about you. Mm-hmm. Um and so, like, sometimes I used to use my, my charismatic powers for evil, uh, and I've turned myself around on that. So, you know, if you want a little, little peek behind the, the personal curtain of L, uh, I am a reformed douchebag, and I try very hard to keep up with the times to continue to, at least in the public perception, uh, be perceived as somebody who is not backsliding into douchebaggery by just refusing to acknowledge that, like, culture changes over time. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 what you said there just makes me laugh so much because there's so many times when I'm at uh, a table and I just listen to these old people just lose their minds when they think about the Washington football team changing their name or this, that, the other thing. And I'm just like, yeah, you're not the target demographic, Grandpa. I mean, you've you got another like 10, 20 years on this rock and the younger people have a lot longer. So they've decided to uh, ch- change a few things up because this is their house now and not so much your house. So uh, just accept it or move on. Evolve or die, as, as we just said with uh, Evolve or die. Yeah, that- it, 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 it came up a couple of episodes ago when I, when I did that Michigan J Frog riff and then I was just like, and at the end of it, I was just like, uh, uh, for, for what it's worth, I don't know if Michigan J Frog is perceived as racist. That is not my call to make. I feel like for, 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 for people out there, if you're like somebody who's struggling to just be sort of with it and like with the times and like sort of pick your battles and, and just like stay out of it and not be perceived as an asshole, the, the, mo- the biggest revelation you need to work towards is the revelation that a lot of these fights and a lot of these calls are just not yours to make. Like if you're not black, then you probably don't know what is perceived as racially offensive to the black community. Same thing for homosexuals and transgender people and all this and that. Like, if you were just like me, a white, straight, cisgendered male, you have no dog in any of these fights. You just need to fucking stay out of it and let those people tell you what is offensive to them because they're the people that are affected by it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's just that's that's the situation you need. You need to be capable of listening. And that's what this all comes down to, is that so many people haven't been heard from for so very long that now you have people like you and they're like, oh, we're supposed to be listening to these people. I'm so oppressed. And it's like, no, you're not oppressed. 
people who were oppressed are just explaining how they were oppressed. It's like how we had for decades, you had uh, the black community talking about police are beating the shit out of us and killing us all the time. And white people were like, oh, sure, I'm sure that's happening. And then everyone suddenly got a camera or video recorder in their pocket. And now that's it. And white people were like, oh, my God, look at what cops are doing. Can you believe this? And black people were like, yeah, we've been telling you this for like 30 fucking years. It's like. It's been happening. It's been happening for a long goddamn time. And now that we have camera phones, you get to see it. You actually get oh to see it. Oh my God. I got that, that reminds me at work the other day. We got a fucking auto call from some uh, police group trying to fundraise. And it was just like, you know, it was obvious. It was obviously from the, from the, the North shore area because it was just like, I'm so-and-so with the blah, blah, blah police department. And over the past few years, we've been degraded disrespected and defunded and now we're looking for it by the time i was just like hang up on you if, if you're a police officer and you're really fucking trying to call me to get some money uh because the police are happening to be defunded and disre- yeah so sorry my heart bleeds for you guy who opted into this job like yeah. like i'd be much more i'd be much more fucking willing to lend an ear to like like if it was you know a waste collection service it was just like hey this is tony from waste collection and you know uh, fucking garbage men and women do an important job, and everybody like talks shit about it because we handle garbage all day. Can we get some money? I'm like, you know what? That's kind of not really your fault. Like, you know, it's not like there's anybody filming you like taking out the trash badly, and then it goes viral, and it causes like it it influences policy. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's, that's, it's, it's, that's definitely so, happened, but so fucking yeah. well, but but not to the level like you know you're not gonna, you're not going to see no, somebody not the, the garbage man out. never never uh, killed an unarmed black boy, uh, and then like. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to see somebody in a high vis vest hanging off the side of a trash ca- like trash truck, like jump off it and then kneel on a bag of trash for nine minutes and have it become like an international incident or whatever. Oh, like, that's not funny at all. It's very sad. <laughs> Sarge is a monster. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it, it's really funny. I I got a call like that too from a real person, and the guy like snookered me because he was like he was like hey we're gonna send you out a mailing kit for like 45 bucks if you can mail that back it'll be great and i and i was just i was i had answered the phone like an idiot so i was talking to the guys i'm just blowing off the call when it came up with my caller id and i was like okay sure whatever just mail it out i'll get it back to you and then he's like stay on the line one second and then this person like came online like hey thank you for donating 45 bucks can i get your credit card information and I was like, uh, they said they were mailing me a packet that I was going to mail back with the money. I am not giving you 45 bucks right now, click. Yeah, saying, this this happened to good old Sarge. He got yeah. himself fully snookered. Yeah. But, would, re- re- but remember, man, those those poor police officers, they're very disrespected and defunded. Isn't that yeah. a bad rap? Oh, they, oh, they're getting the worst rap. It's totally it's so unfair what's happening to them. So, uh, so, yeah. so send your literal blood money donation to uh, fucking yep. Boston Police Department. Caro <laughs> murdering innocent <laughs> black people or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Caro. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's nice. So, or, or, yeah. Probably rather just attention. Like, like <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you really want to let people know what that money's for. Like $50 check, attention, buy a new tank. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. but, but, but buy a new tank to break up a peaceful protest when it comes down to it like really, really need to show up in like your giant dick extending like former military vehicle with your uh fucking automatic weapons to suppress suppress this candlelight vigil for somebody who dead this is like okay cool yeah maybe there's a reason the police need to be defunded you fucking crooks <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, oh. thanks for the question. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Good question. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that one that went on a stem winder, but uh, uh, so Crypto Ninja uh, Ninjas BTC asks, have you listened to the Sean Morgan report? Another Q- American QAnon or living outside the U.S. There's also an, an old guy on the show that lives at least part time on a sailboat. Maybe a good thing about how totally divorced from reality about these guys would be good. Uh, I he's a good mix of anti-vaxxers and Christianity and all that other good stuff. So I actually uh, I saw this like very right before that we started recording. So I just pulled up his information or I pulled up his uh, his uh, podcast. And the titles of his podcasts are like uh, hanging out with Patel Patriot, the guy that did the Devolution series. And his like opening thing is like, oh, yeah, I had this really small podcast that I started a month ago. And now I have like five trillion listeners and I'm the biggest thing around. And his uh, logo for his uh, podcast is uh, the Sean Morgan report uh, in a semicircle around a queue around what is basically a bastardization of the American flag. So if you want to know what this guy is all about, like that logo, like sells it on every imaginable level. And um, he, his last episode is titled men cultivating family government, which, uh, and he, and he talks to uh, someone about uh, Christ's kingdom government, which is, oh, my God, the most patriarchal women are subservient bullshit I've ever heard of in my entire life. The, these are the people that uh, go on Gab and they post a photo of a wife with like hugging her husband, her head buried in his chest showing how she's like submissive to him and there are like three bleach white children clutching at their legs and then the the uh the the caption is like far right extremism and it's like well in a lot of ways that is because the message of that thing is this is a pure white family making a quiver full of babies and the wife is a, a quiver full well, that, that, you've never heard of the Quiverful movement? I mean, it's a real thing. Oh, no. I, I thought you oh, made Holy that up shit. On the are spot. we about to freak your fucking bean right now, Sarge? Oh, no. Yeah, I thought you made that up on the spot. No. no Qu- uh, Qu- Quiverful is an actual movement uh, that is essentially hu- the, the human biological woman exists as a pouch delivered to men from God to magically turn their cum into babies for that man. This is awful, and I hate yeah, it. Yeah, they, they, they're incentivized to have as many children as physically possible in their lifetime. Yes. And it, basically, you, yeah, basically, every child you make is another arrow for the army of God to fire into their enemies. And that, that's <laughs> what, that, Cool, this is terrible. Because, yeah. if you, because if your God is omnipotent, he needs an army. I mean, but that's neither here nor there. But dr- <laughs> yeah. drinks, t- drinks tea like Kermit the Frog. But that's none of my business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Just uh, go on. I know, the- I know that in Dragon Ball Z, when Goku is in the middle of like trying to win his big fighting tournaments, it, it can sell or whatever. At one point, he's just like, and now bring out the army I've got because <laughs> I, I need the army to do it. Uh, no, he just gets it done by himself or with his kid. Right. And he'll even give the other guy a sensu bean to be 100% for the fight because he wants to prove it. He wants to prove he can beat your ass no matter how strong you are. Yeah. I mean, the, the, what is the cell song if not the greatest Japanese allegory for Christianity in the history of the 
the devil shows up and God fights him for a while. And then God decides to pass the buck over to his kid. And then his kid defeats the devil for everybody. Boom. Yeah. Christian. And, and then everybody decides they really don't want the kid to be the focus of the story. So they put the, they put the dad back in charge. Yeah. That they, 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 they age up the kid. They put him in a stupid helmet. Everybody's just like, boo, that kid sucks. And then God comes back and everyone's like, yay, God. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So yeah, like this, that's them, that kind of group, like uh, this, he, this guy is just a total QAnon Christian. Just from reading these titles, I I would probably have to listen to his podcast at like 2x speed or something in order to try to get through them as fast as possible. But he's, I, I can just, I can just read exactly who he is through the titles of his uh, descriptions of these podcast episodes. He's a clout chasing QAnon supporter who is going to tell you that Jesus is Lord. He's, I mean, there's, these people are a dime a dozen. I really don't know how any of them rise to the top when they all have the same gimmick. Like the fact that praying medic lucked out because he was early in on QAnon blows my mind because how he didn't get usurped by anybody with any charisma whatsoever is incredible. If if Praying Medic was a and D character, he has a charisma of like four. I mean, he is. If you if you've ever watched a YouTube video of his, it's like shot poorly. He's a really really pale white guy with a light background, so he kind of washes out. And he's just like, "Hi everybody, I'm David Hayes, aka Praying Medic, and I want to talk to you today about recent Q drops." And it's just like, "Oh my god." Who does this connect to? The, uh, you you have all the glitz and sizzle of a UPS truck. I just I just don't get it. And yet, like that guy has more money than God and just sells shitty erotica novels to people now and hundred and twenty dollar faith healing classes because he was early to the QAnon grift and that was incredibly lucrative if you were a piece of shit. So good on him for being a terrible person way to go uh asshole fuck you so, <laughs> so yeah so uh for those of you who for those of you who play magic the gathering it's that sort of like reed duke yeah <laughs> uh reed duke is an incredible magician but man he's like 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 we'll try to watch any of his content online he's like a tryptophan golem you, you just like <laughs> so like oh man i had a hard i had a hard night at work my brain is still really active but i need to get to sleep so i can wake up early tomorrow what should i do oh put put reed duke on the television you'll be out like a fucking light you'll be out before I even he's even done with the deck tech <laughs> So uh, Old Man McWalkins asked if Relentless Truth made your dad and Pepe Lives matter all were professional wrestlers, who would be a top contender? What would all their finishing moves be called? Uh, none of them would ever go anywhere. Uh, because, again, the, the, none of these people I've ever – all of them have hidden behind identities where they don't get in front of cameras. Like maybe Jordan Sather or some of these other guys who actually talk could be worth something, but – even then, like the snake oil salesman just like drips off of them so aggressively. And I like the one guy I remember like a million years ago uh, was like one of my first encounters with a QAnon promoter back when back when old Mike Rains was a nobody or even a bigger nobody than I am currently now. But um, this guy named Dustin Nemos uh, like basically came at me about vaccines being murderous as way before COVID. And then he was like, let me tell you something, brother. Just he went all Hulk Hogan on me. He's like, I'm going to tell you how this is going to play out. You're going to like, fla- you're going to flail and thrash around and I'm going to hit you with all my spicy memes. And then you're just going to block me in frustration because I'm going to dominate you. And he actually had on his social media platforms uh, that he was, uh, 
like he, I believe what he said was he was quote unquote almost undefeated in debates, which I never understood what that qualifier meant. Like, how was he almost undefeated? Did he actually did like they pull some sort of like scam on him, like Eddie Guerrero, where they threw the steel chair in his hands and fell down, and then the ref saw him holding the chair and disqualified him? Like, what was the almost? Uh, what, what, it was it like what, what's the name of that thing? The like the Vancouver screw job or whatever. Yeah, the, that they... yeah, the, the Montreal screw job. Exactly. Like, yeah. did, did a crooked ref rate, ring the bell on him and make him lose the debate? Like, I never understood it. But the best part about all of that was he told me he's like, I'm gonna fucking destroy you, Mike Reigns. You ain't nothing. And then he blocked me. Like, like literally, he was just yeah. like, he's like, f- he's, fucking rat all, brother. He's like, I got you. I'm gonna take you out. Now I'm not gonna talk to you anymore. I'm out. I'm done. We, we, I, 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 I've defeated you so cleanly. I don't even need to fight you. I don't even need to argue with you. I've just blocked you in this debate. And the funniest thing was, is I only saw his uh, further commentary about how he was going to totally own me when I had like switched to a different account and then looked at his Twitter feed. Mike Rand's sock puppet account confirmed. Get it, get in there. We, we finally did it. All of my, all of my QAnon brethren. This is the pod. It took a year. But the proof, the proofs of the pudding. He just admitted it. Admitted it. Get him. Get, Get him. him. Got him. Get me. Spring, yeah. spring forth, my burly protectors, and save me. Yeah, because uh, the the uh, our actual business podcast for the podcast couldn't possibly be my socket account. The socket account that I use to monitor QAnon people on Twitter. <laughs> Never in a million years. So I, to, uh, pr- I feel like half of Gavin Telegram is sock puppets. Like so, yeah, bad yeah. people, good people, everyone. Yeah, so uh, pro tip to everybody on uh, all QAnon promoters on Twitter who don't want me to follow you, block block our podcast account along with Poker and Politics. And, uh, <laughs> and, then, and then I might have to make another sock account to follow you. So, no. <laughs> also, while, while we're giving out pro tips here, uh, who, who, who asked this question? Is it Old Man McWalkins? Yes, it is. Look, Old Man McWalkins, we love you. You support the show, and we're a big fan of it. But... You're never going to trick me or Sarge into figuring out who the fuck any of these dumb fuck people no, are with this it's question. Always, it's always just going to be the Mike roundup. Yeah. Of, so of I'm, what's like, going I'm, on. I'm just here to tell you, after a year or two of this, I I have no interest in getting to know any of these fucking people to answer any of these battle royale style, style questions in any way that isn't just some weird tangent that goes to a pop culture space. So if you want actual answers to those questions, you're going to get it from Mike. I, on the other hand, am going to say that the winner of this wrestling match is a surprise appearance by fake fantasy wrestler I made up years ago, Ramatet, whose gimmick was that he was a he was a cursed mummy because I remember back during the dumb, stupid ages of the WWE when they had like vampires and Papa Shango and an old lady gave birth to a hand covered in slime, and I was just like, man, wouldn't it be great if they had some dub cursed mummy gimmick character? And uh, so I invented one. His name was Ramatet. And uh, he shows up in a spooky coffin uh, that appears in the middle of the ring uh, when people are doing their promos and then the lights cut out. And when the lights come back on, the coffin is gone and the person is knocked out in the ring. And uh, that is who wins this. Uh, but Ramatet by a landslide. Yes. I think you I think you invented the fiend. As well, you should have. Who the hell is the fiend? Uh, he's hey. a wrestler that got fired from the WWE. It's awesome. It's great. But now oh, was, it, the, was he the guy that was he the guy that was doing that whole like like Pee Wee's Playhouse riff thing? Yeah, he was a, a he was a demon, and then he was the burned fiend. I, I have some vague knowledge from other. Well, people. luckily, I have Mike Rated Mike Rates in my quarter to know that I invented Ramatet like a decade ago. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. So yeah, so uh, Bray Wyatt has ripped off L and owes him all of the royalties. Yes. This is an accurate. Yeah, statement. hey Wyatt, where's my fucking check? <laughs> <laughs> With Vince McMahon. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Vince, I know you listen to this. Where's my fucking check, bud? I just told you I'd be satisfied <laughs> with satisfied with fifty M. You just cut me that check for fifty million dollars, and we'll be clean. No, no lawsuit necessary. Yes. And I can uh, give some of it to the police because those guys are really hurting. Yeah, they've been so abused and mistreated. It's incredible. I heard so, that. Yes. So uh, thank you, old man Watkins, for the question. Uh, Cleodora Silverstry, uh, that's a very powerful name, asks... Uh, Is it Silvestri? So like, could, like, be, could be. I'll accept that. Silvestri is fair. Uh, as the new COVID variants keep spreading and anti-vaxxers are doing everything they can to prevent rational people from wearing masks or getting the vaccine, have we reached a point where we consider the coronavirus a zombie plague? Uh, what's really funny about that is I actually saw a post from a uh, QAnon promoter calling us vaccinated liberals the zombies. So, like, everybody is, like, doing this mythos where, like, the other side are the brainless zombies doing the dumb thing, but uh, only one side of zombies are actually dying. So, yeah, like, literally at a base level, to be a zombie, you have to die. And currently, the people that are dying from coronavirus are those that cannot get the vaccine for reasons that are legitimate, like being a child and it's not approved for them or being very old or enfeebled in some way. And then conservatives. So if you need to, if at a base level, the, the fucking barrier to entry to become a zombie is die first, then uh, guess what? I am on team, not zombie because I have been vaccinated and therefore I'm very, very much not afraid of dying of the coronavirus. Yeah. And so I think that covers that uh, situation, as it were. I mean, although, like, so uh, first of all, nobody, nobody, like, nobody wants a real zombie apocalypse. The zombie apocalypse would be terrible, and everybody, including myself, would just die immediately and just become a zombie, uh, or just get, <laughs> or just get shot by somebody for my resources because I don't, I don't have the cardio to survive a zombie apocalypse. Uh, but if this is the way that it's going to start, then like. You know, I, I guess I guess it's just the way it's got to be. But until I start seeing, uh, until I see, until I see Bridge Lady out on the street chomping on people, uh, people masked up people's brains, I'm going to assume that this is just a regular run of the mill virus, like the Black Plague or whatever, and it's just going to kill a bunch of people. And eventually, uh, society will figure it out and come together to eliminate the virus through science. But hey, if if this is if this is the zombie apocalypse, then so be it. Fair. That is very fair. Question uh, for the group. If you have to have an apocalypse, which kind would you prefer? Because growing up, everybody was like, ooh, zombie apocalypse would be so fun because then we could like kill each other and stuff. And it's like, zombie apocalypse sounds terrible. Uh, I just reread or just read uh, Fist of the North Star. So nuclear kung fu apocalypse. So because that's that's my most current one. So I'm going to go with that. Uh, I would go with uh, the solar flare that just like sort of like destroys technology and society collapses that way because that would be uh, a very interesting thing because so many people are like, oh, you kids these days, you would be nothing without your cell phones and GPS and derp and derp. And those, people would, yeah. and, those people, and those people would turn into a puddle in 15 minutes themselves. So to just like see humanity like thrown back to like 1800s level technology – uh, that would be like the that would be like the devastation that I'd look forward to. There was some fucking awful show where that was the gimmick. Like all of a sudden, all technology on Earth just stopped working, and like it was oh. like a mystery as to why it was. Oh, and I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fucking like they literally didn't even make it until all the way through the end of the first episode before somebody shows up and they've got technology. 
like it was just like it was just like oh shit technology like technology doesn't work we can't even get a light bulb to work and then at the end of the first episode somebody pulls out their little magic like led pendant and it's working and it's just like wow you guys didn't even get past one episode sticking to your gimmick you just you just blew your wad at the end of the first episode because your premise is like your premise and cast are so fucking boring that no one's gonna watch it it's like oh god <laughs> it's just like imagine 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 having so little conviction yes <laughs> I imagine it would be very much like what being a republican is like boom roasted okay thanks for the question <laughs> yes thank you so uh reverend zeno fact says uh republicans seem to be doing everything to make coven worse do you think there's a plan or it's just rally the base and he says my take is no plan rally the base because they can't back down or or have they'll have q notes primarying them uh, I think that it's uh, in a lot of ways, like the people that are doing this dumb shit think that doing this dumb shit is what's going to get them the Republican nomination in 2024. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, it's this is just dumb self-interest from DeSantis and uh, Gnome, the lady from South Dakota, who I don't think really actually has a snowball's chance in hell getting the nomination, because as we've said, Republicans are horrible misogynists. Uh, I just think that these people are looking at the situation and saying that if I can be the guy that winks and nods at the anti-vaxxers and the other crazy people, that'll be good enough to put me over the top. And then I can blow them off in the general election because they ain't going to vote for Biden. I mean, they can't do that. So they got to vote for me. Ha ha ha. Got you. And I think that's going to be very interesting because especially because of Trump, because because Trump doesn't read the room at all when it comes to the vaccine. I mean, Trump got booed in Alabama for being like, take the vaccine, it's great! And the crowd was like, boo! And Trump was like, oh, I get it, you're mad, but you have no choice because I'm your crazy orange god and you have to vote for me anyways. And the crowd yeah. was like, yes. That's like my favorite. <laughs> we do. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about, uh, I, I think it was like Major Dad or some other idiot on QAnon did this post where like, Everyone calls us a cult, but we reject Trump when he tells us to get vaccinated. What does that tell you? And it's like, if Joe Biden told me to like do something that would kill me, then like I wouldn't support Joe Biden ever under any circumstances. You would see like no more posts on my social media platform being like, Biden, good. I like Biden. Whereas Trump is like, murder yourself with the vaccine. Like, we disagree with you. And then Trump's like, boom. And then and Trump's like, vote for me to be president again. They're like, I would crawl across barbed wire to do so. I would do anything to reinstall you as president so that you could encourage me to die at the hands of a bad vaccine. And, and it's like, how do you square that cognitive dissonance? Like, how do you do that? And then tell me you're not in a cult when you're just like, the orange god I love who has told me to die from the vaccine I hate must be president again soon because reasons. I just, it just, I just love that. It's the, is it the, the, the same, the same way any rich Christian squares it away. <laughs> yes. Hey man, do you, do you remember the part where Jesus told you that if you have extra money, you should be giving it to charities and the poor and like doing good with it and not like buying it on Lambos or whatever. And they're just like, man, Jesus said a lot of things. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> big whoop. Yeah. Big deal. Jesus said yeah. a lot of stuff. I don't have to agree with all of it. And it's yeah. just like, I, I kind of think that you do but okay what do i know i'm not religious <laughs> yeah 
you did read the whole eye of the needle thing, right? You know how that works. Yeah, I know how it works. Jesus understands. See this gold plated cross I have? Am I am I iced out? Like I've I've seen people in my in the poker room with like iced out heads of Jesus with like diamond bling on it. And I'm just I just sit there like you do know that Jesus was aggressively anti all of that, right? You do understand that like fla- flashy jewelry and idolatry is like the antithesis of actual Christianity. I mean, I just want to go like, like nope, you know, I- you want to play a fun game, just go, go up to anybody who's like really, really vocal about being a devout Christian and ask them how many homeless feet they've washed. Not even just that day, but in their entire life. I'm assuming that for a lot of them, the yes. answer will be zero. And it's just like, oh, well, then I've read the book more than you have. So that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. In the olden times where all anyone ever did was walk and most of them didn't have shoes, washing feet was really fucking important. That was the biggest yeah. thing. I mean, just, oh, it's so yeah, funny. Yeah, it, it's, it's really hard to feel like you're above somebody when you're literally crouched at their feet, servicing their feet. Right, so, exactly. I mean, yeah. in, in, in that regard, I'm sure Quentin Tarantino is probably much more devout than most folks that <laughs> you or I know. I wondered where you, I knew you were setting up a joke. I didn't know where you were taking it. I'm glad we got to Quentin Tarantino loving yeah. feet. I mean, because you, you try to tell me that guy hasn't washed feet at least once in his life. Fuck out of oh, here. That guy loves With his feet. mouth. Yeah. I mean, I, does that count? I guess if the grime's coming off. Yeah. I want that man. It's moisture get... removing dirt. Uh, I I hope he got like foot and mouth disease from that. I just because fuck that guy. But uh, I mean, yeah. how else do you get it? <laughs> Boom, nailed Quentin it. Quentin Tarantino, my feet are available. Fucking, let's get weird. <laughs> and uh, so the uh, question to numerous: uh, What are you excited for? Uh, honestly, I don't really know. Like, uh, well, I, I guess so. Uh, a friend that I hadn't seen in a long time showed up at a birthday party I went to on 9-11, which was a, an incredibly memorable birthday party. Uh, you might say I will never forget it. And um, so he, uh, after not seeing it for a while, uh, he was just like, hey, I heard that you were trying to get back into Minnie's painting. We should get together and do that at some point. And I was like, fucking absolutely. So I'm excited at some point to get back into the habit of painting some miniatures with people that I haven't seen in a while. Nice. Yeah. Sarge, you got anything? Oh, um, let's see. Uh, I got to go to a Chiefs game, so I'm not looking forward to that, but I did enjoy it. And then I got to go to a music show, and the venue required you to show uh, a negative COVID test or a vaccine uh, card, and I loved it. I felt like it was the least worried I'd been at a venue in an incredibly long time. And it was just very refreshing to be able to go to uh, this show and not have to worry about like getting sick. Uh, I know there's yeah, still it, a it chance, sounds, but... sounds really nice to be able to go see mindless self-indulgence without having to worry about Jimmy urine peeing on you and you get COVID. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Uh, I it totally is. lost there. It's so I mean, you, you you just didn't mention you just didn't mention who you went to go see, and so I went in there with a uh, j- so mindless self indulgence is a dumb old band with a bunch of bad dumb old songs, and their frontman Jimmy Yurd was famous for like spitting and urinating on people in the audience and just sort of like doing that sort of avant garde bullshit that stupid teenagers think is edgy and will go with yeah so, like Gigi Allen. 
like ah, it's, it, what's really wild is I actually had another friend like many many years ago who got me in the mindless self indulgence. Mm, so, same. Like, to have mindless self-indulgence come back after all these years, I was like, wow, that is that is a that is a reference I did not expect. I mean, we were all 13 at one point. I used to listen to them. I was just yeah. like, wow, they've got a song that's called The F Word, uh, and boy, howdy, how edgy. <laughs> now, as an adult, I'm just like, wow, I can't believe that people in the gay community tolerated this shit from this very much not gay band. In fact, uh, the, it turns out that that band was full of... Uh, uh, pedophiles making pedophile jokes about being pedophiles the whole time, and that has been borne out by allegations. So, um, yeah. if you were if you were listening to this and you were just like, "L, leave mindless self indulgence alone," no, I won't. They're pedophiles. <laughs> Fuck them. Uh, I went and saw Amigo the Devil. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, I, I know who that guy is. He he writes good songs and he performs the, most of them in a way that I do not fuck with. Uh, yeah, because I do not care about that southwesterny folk bullshit. Although I do, he 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 did that song about the bingo parlor, right? Yes, that that song yeah. rules. It's like a weird owl song that like he plays it straight, and it's awesome. It's so funny, <laughs> I love that song. So uh, if you if you're if you're looking for an uh, L seal of approval, Amigo the Devil song about bingo rules. Yeah, I'm gonna have to listen to this. This sounds very interesting. He so. has a song about Jim Jones. Uh, he has a song about. Uh, I hope your husband dies. He has a, uh, one of his big ones is there's only one kind of people in this world. People who die. <laughs> okay. So uh, uh, but I, all done with a banjo and folksy. Uh-huh. So uh, I'm looking forward to losing a lot of money when I bet on the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. So that's going to, that's going to hurt a lot. Uh, I, I, I cursed all of our listeners last week with my uh, egregiously mis incorrect pick about Tampa Bay and Dallas going under when it turned out that uh, neither team has a defense. So uh, good luck repeating a Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay, when uh, you may or may not actually have uh, two units that can play football as it were your offense. Uh, I mean, is sparkling. That- doesn't Tom Brady have literal 20 years of experience winning Super Bowls under that exact same situation for the most uh, part? Uh, he's had a defense most of the time, not all the time, but he has found a way to win without a defense previously. But uh, this, yeah, it, they, the Tampa, I mean, it's week one, overreactions are r- rampant, but I was really expecting uh, Tampa Bay to just lay the smack down and Dallas was missing their best offensive lineman due to COVID, all this good stuff. And I'm like, well, they're going to maul him. And then then Dak Prescott, who I've never been that impressed by, uh, just carved up their defense like a turkey. And then Brady had to bail their asses out as he's had to bail out his team so many times. I actually had a Brady fan texting me the whole time being like, I knew this was going to happen. I knew they were going to blow it. I knew this was going to happen. And I'm like, dude, Brady's got the ball of 90 seconds left. They're going to win. And he's like, the kicker's going to miss the kick. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm like, dude, you're like, get over yourself. And then, and then the, and then the Patriots, I was about to say that. Then the Buccaneers won. And I'm like, look, I told you Brady always wins. Get over yourself. You've been a fan of his for 20 years. How can you ever get down in these games? And yeah. Like, really, really? Obviously it's rigged in favor of Brady. I mean, they got away with that OPI call there right in of that line judge there at the end it was perfect it was the it was the most tom brady moment maybe in the history of oh football. oh yeah oh he gets all the calls i love it. it it just makes me laugh when people complain about that stuff it's so good yeah he's gonna, but, cause, he's cause just I, gonna I'm, die one of these days someone's I'm gonna sure get the, around uh, that o-line and i'm sure the other team played that game clean and didn't get away with any penalties the whole time no uh, i i had uh, i was busy so i didn't get to watch that game i got to have my friends messaging me on uh messenger uh, with updates as they were coming in relevantly. And, uh, you know, 
I didn't really see, somehow I didn't see any discussion of the officiating on the field except for that one call. Shocker. Uh, <laughs> so, so you know, it's, yeah, it's so bizarre. And it's just like, and like, it's just like, yeah, like they, they were right in front of a ref, but also like the angle of it was weird. Like, don't get me wrong. In slow-mo, it's pretty obvious, but in real time, it wasn't the dunker of a call that everyone seemed to think it was. <laughs> Which reminds me, because you know, because this is our one year anniversary, and I spent so much time playfully ribbing Sarge. It's time to playfully rib Mike Reigns. Speaking mm-hmm. of uh, like wild over overreactions, like after week one, I feel obligated to inform our listeners that whatever football picks Mike makes in the future, he described Mac Jones's performance in his first week as the Patriots quarterback as looking great when they lost that game and he only threw for one touchdown. And like 250 yards or whatever. So, like, for those of you who are who are looking at Mike Raids for your football picks, just remember that his bar for looks great at the quarterback position is 250 yards with one touchdown in a game they lost. <laughs> yeah. Al- <laughs> uh, Patrick Mahomes was not looking his best in uh, their opening week game. He had one touchdown himself, threw for three, and... Uh, had multiple. Yeah, I, I don't mean, even know how many. I mean, yards well, he had. well, then, well, then he he must be looking extra quadruple plus great. Oh my god! Like it's, it's like syndrome style from The Incredibles when everyone is great, nobody is. <laughs> All right, hey, enough Mac, dunking Mac, on Mike. Mac Jones is my quarterback, and I will hear no slander of him. So that's fine. I'm, that I'm is gonna, the that is I'm, the Boston way. I'm just going to be a sad little baby. So that's just the way this works. And what's what's really funny was I actually someone actually like like stood up like L at one of the at one of the tables and like gave uh, a condemnation of him. Oh my God! You have never seen a heretic more chastised at, at, in a room than that man. Oh my god, Mac Jones is the greatest human being that has ever lived. It was it was incredible, the vitriol. Like we could have been relitigating the 2020 election in a room full of QAnon people and us, and it would have been less heated and hostile than what happened here for one guy giving a mild rebuke about Mac Jones to a room full of people wearing Patriots garb. It was vicious. I'm not even necessarily rebuking the kid. I'm just hearing a lot of like, like, like the sports talk radio in the area was talking about um, Jones. Uh, They they were also of the opinion that he quote looked great, and I was just like, I I mean, obviously you're just not talking about stats. Like, like there's just something about oh, there's just something about the way the kids play that just looks real good, and it's just like yeah. Well, me as casual football fan, uh, I prefer the numbers and the data to tell me who is looking great. And he is looking okay for a game where he lost, and certainly not great. I mean, if you if you lose if you lose narrowly to a team, but you threw for three touchdowns, like six hundred yards or whatever, then yeah, you were looking great. Like, but if you throw for one touchdown at two hundred and fifty yards in a game that you lose, and then like you also like the the rest of your points was made up by three kicks, it's like that's not. Oh my god! Great quarterbacking, face of the franchise. Get him a Nike contract. He's going to Disneyland. Like uh, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so that is going to do it for us three knuckleheads in our one year anniversary special for the Adventures in Hell World podcast. It's time for me to pull out my phone and summon a rideshare because we're all obviously too wasted after partying, celebrating the new year of Adventures in Hell World coming up. Uh, for us, for for me to be personally taking us out of Hell World, I'm going to summon. Uh, I don't know, uh, Tanya 
according to my app, Tanya is coming to pick us up and she's going to bring us out of hell world. So <laughs> to any of our listeners who are named Tanya, that one is for you. And also for you, I'm going to try to make our shilling quick. Uh, so it's time for shilling. Thank you for supporting the show. We really appreciate it. If you want to continue to support the show, the easiest and freest way to do it is to just tell a friend or give us a five-star rating or review on whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening to us through. If you would like to support us monetarily, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash poker politics and supporting us there. Anybody who gives us $5 or more a month gets access to all of our bonus content, including superiors like Kabbalin, The Follows Deed, Mike Raid's Untitled History podcast, and uh, upcoming Sarge's Conspiracy Corner. This week, we are happy to announce that we have two more beautifuler babies in the bunch. Uh, Jill of Trades, which is an incredible name, and the mysterious TAB, a.k.a. TAB, a wonderful diet beverage for those of you looking to cut down on your calories. So thank you very much for Jill of Trades and TAB for your support. Uh, That puts us four-fifths of the way to our goal of new Patreon subscribers to unlock our new uh, one-off bonus content episode. where we go one, we go squall, uh, where the boys are all going to watch and then break down the movie White Squall, where the where we go one, we go all catchphrase comes from. If you have money and you don't want to support us knuckleheads, we totally get it. If you want to do some good with that money, you can do so by donating to love146.org, whose vision is, and I quote, the end of child trafficking and exploitation. Sounds good to me. If you want to do some good with your money, go ahead and throw it to love146.org. There's some people we always like to thank and shout out at the end of every episode for helping to make the podcast go and just being cool cats. Uh, the first is DJ Minimal Effort, who has provided our intro song. He's still too cool for social media, but we do like to shout him out every week to let him know that we dig your chip tune vibe. The voice of Q when we need it and our uh, uh, all of the person responsible for all of our bumps and our content warning is our good voiceover friend Frosty, who you can find on Twitter at FrostyVO. And then, as I mentioned earlier, uh, while... Uh, temporarily pulling back the veil of my mysterious persona. <laughs> uh, there's a spinoff side podcast for the show that Sarge and I do called Binge Wordy that you can listen to. If you like the parts of the show where we talk about random pop media bullshit to get away from the horrors of the QAnon phenomena, you can visit us at the Binge Wordy podcast. This week we are doing, or uh, this month I should say, we are doing Sports Timber. We are talking about uh, sports pop media. We've already done the Sandlot and Varsity Blues. This upcoming week we are going to be doing uh, a league of their own, which will be pretty exciting because the cast of that movie is great. You can find Binge Wordy on Twitter at Binge Wordy. That's B-I-N-G-E-W-O-R-D-Y. And you can find us wherever your, pa- your, your podcasts are provided. So for a successful year, wonderful fucking year of the Adventures of Hell World podcast. And once again, thank you everybody for supporting us during this time. I have been your host, Hell World L, joined as always by Hell World Sarge and our wonderful expert in all things QAnon, Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, Patriots. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 